105-year-old woman in New Jersey said in a new interview that she believes she survived the coronavirus because she has eaten nine gin-soaked raisins every day for most of her life. Nine gin-soaked raisins, or as it's also known, the royal family. <laughs> Organizers of this woman lives to be 105, and we just use her to zing the royal family. Um, we got the reason I wanted to play that joke because uh, we talked about that earlier. We got a bunch of texts from people who do this, or their grandmother does it. Raisins. Apparently, Paul Harvey talked about it back in the day. For one thing. Um, my my husband and I gin soaked raisins every morning. We don't get a buzz, and it helps with joint inflammation. Wow! Um, wait a minute, I got get, that. Don't get a buzz. That's called tolerance. <laughs> uh, my mother in law did the raisin thing with vodka. She was tipsy all the time. Okay, well, I can... <laughs> okay, a little contradiction there. So, uh, but anyway, huh? Gin Man. is a natural antifungal. Good yeah. for the gut. Yes, certainly it is. I've been off the gin and tonics lately. I've been drinking bourbon. Maybe it's about warm enough. It's time to go back to the old G&Ts. Okay. Good times. Oh, so a little bonus mailbag here. You don't have to play the mailbag theme, Michael, but we got so much great email on so many different topics. I thought we'd share some of it with you. Jack, I'm going to throw you a curveball because I know you think what's coming is coming, but we got this yesterday and I've just got to get it on. <clears throat> In fact, I wish I had earlier. This is from Al Anonymous. High school freshman English teacher here. We are currently doing a unit on the literature of the civil rights movement and currently started yesterday reading MLK Jr.'s letter from a Birmingham jail, which is very, very long. Um, I started reading it the other day and uh, realized, oh, this is not like a letter. This is like an Atlantic magazine article. But it's brilliantly written and reasoned and is one of the great things, I think, written in American history, certainly in the civil rights movement. I will not let the students read it aloud in class, as important as I think it is to do that, and I will not read it to them. We use an audio recording of a robotic voice reading it because of one line. In paragraph 14, he's arguing why he will not just wait for equality, why he is marching and agitating and fighting for equal rights now and is explaining his feelings and experiences. In this paragraph, he says, and I quote, when your first name becomes the N-word, your middle name becomes boy, however old you are, and your last name becomes John, and your wife and mother are never given the respected title Mrs. And he goes on saying, so it, the waiting is over. And it's incredibly powerful. And it, 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 it lays out the humiliation that he was no longer willing to take in a way that just has to move you if you have a living soul. But you can't read it and your kids can't read it. You have to have a computer voice read it. Wait a second. Having a computer read a word to people, so then it's okay, but human beings can't say it, regardless of intent, according to the New York Times. Right. Or you would lose your job, is really some through-the-looking-glass craziness. It, It is scary crazy. It is, I don't know how to communicate with these people crazy. The computer can read it. Yes. And obviously a human being programmed the computer somehow to say it. Right. But that person's off the hook because the sound is coming out of the computer and not out of the person who programmed the computer to say it. This is too nuts to even talk about. I know it. This is too crazy to even discuss. And yet uh, so many of you people remain convinced that this is about, oh, not being a racist. Or I you legitimate- can have people read the word 
And you hear it in your head. At least that's mm-hmm. the way it works when I read. I assume that's every homo sapien. Um, sure. You kind of hear the words in your head as you're reading. So that's okay. Reading it. Mm-hmm. But if you it heard it. It just can't pass your lips. It can't come through your ears. It has to come right. through your eyes. If it Unless it's through, a computer saying it. If it comes through your ears, that human being needs to lose their job and never work again. If it comes through your eyes, everything is okay. You're not damaged. No one was damaged. Do you realize how crazy this is? Anonymous writes on, I legitimately fear what would happen to me and my job if I or the wrong colored student ended up reading that paragraph aloud. It really has become Voldemort. Anyway, to, to, go ahead. I was just going to say, I don't know what to add to that. If yeah. you don't understand the absurdity, the insanity of that, I, I yeah. can't help you. So to move on to, you know, well, I don't know if it's the more important part. They're both really, really important. But uh, the other part of it, the uh, the lack of dignity and the way they're being treated. I'm still making my work, way through the movie Straight Out of Compton. I'm on this NWA kick, which if you don't know that, that is the N word with attitude is what NWA stands for. Um, it was a musical combo. From the early 90s? Late 80s, early 90s. Straight Outta Compton, though, uh, was one of the biggest cultural musical things that's uh, happened in modern history. The movie's really interesting, and I've been listening to the music a lot. But anyway, the way they were treated um, in their neighborhood... Uh, great scene in the movie last night where they're, they're taking a break and they, they're standing out on the, on the sidewalk outside the recording studio while they're recording, which is what is about to go platinum, you know, and really shake up the world of music and conversation and art and all kinds of things while they're standing on the sidewalk because they're in a neighborhood where guys their color dressed the way they're dressed aren't supposed to be standing. The cops pull up and give them all kinds of crap and knock the hamburgers out of their hands and make them get down on the ground and all this sort of stuff. It's just, I can't imagine how mad that would make you. Yeah. And what your attitude toward the world would be if you were ever treated that way. I've never been treated that way. Um, mm-hmm. I just can't imagine what that would do to you. No wonder you'd have it, you know, that kind of chip on your shoulder. Well, and to, for the love of all that is decent, when you're reading Martin Luther King Jr.'s words from the Birmingham jail where he was jailed for agitating for civil rights, when you rob that sentence of that word, you have robbed Dr. King of his indignation. You have stolen that humiliation from him. And, and you have stolen the dignity and the power with which he expresses that indignation. It is so incredibly stupid and short-sighted, it makes me want to hit someone. But I am not a violent man, so I will not. Michael, we need transition music, please. Sterilized. <laughs> Michael, please turn it off. Please. I'm not sure that's. Uh, wow. We wow. could have come back with Boys in the Hood. That would have been good transition music. Wow. Because the Boys in the Hood are always hard. I don't know that music. Really? You can't say much more than that. No. That's <laughs> the, the only line you can say. No, yeah, I can't yeah. go any further down that road. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh, moving along, uh, speaking of mothers, um, we we got a, we were talking yesterday about this uh, OnlyFans, uh, which is a website where you pay a subscription fee and you get to see naughty pictures and videos of, of, of people that you subscribe to. 
and or other things. It's not only naughty pictures, but that's really what gets all the headlines and the money. And we were talking about this uh, mom of three boys at a Catholic school who some other mom somehow figured out that she had one of these accounts and her kids got booted out of the school because the other moms made a big deal of it. And, you know, we got, we got into the conversation of if the moms hadn't made a big deal out of it and told anybody, would have anybody have known and blah, 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 blah. Right, right. And it's it not the kid's me, fault. A discussion we had in college once, it was a national security type class, and we were talking about the fact that at the time, this is the 80s, you could you could be booted out of various uh, intelligence agencies if it if they found out you were gay in the eighties. Wow! The reason was if a foreign intelligence service found out you were gay, they could blackmail you, knowing that you would be booted out of the intelligence oh. service. <laughs> if it wow. became clear. Gotcha. <laughs> right. Wait a second, I think I have a way to solve this. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, uh, so yeah, the other moms got mad probably because uh, this other hot, hot mom was being ogled by uh, perhaps their husbands, I don't know, or maybe the kids were talking about it. But uh, So we were talking about OnlyFans and that sort of thing, and first of all, we got this note from the very lady involved, Crystal, a.k.a. Mrs. Poindexter. Uh, heard you guys talked about me. Uh, bah, 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 bah. I had to listen to the podcast because I've been in national interviews all day. And so I got to save the listen. Now I've been a huge four hours a day listener to you guys forever. Love it. And then she uh, makes me an offer I can't refuse. And that's to talk to her. But um, The Armstrong and Getty Show. Our listeners show themselves naked for money. That'd be a good liner. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. <laughs> but and she's not then, naked, right? Do I understand well, that? She's uh, partially nude in, in some of the stuff, yeah. But some of them are, well, they can be anything they want them to be, right? If I oh, wanted, sure. I could have somebody uh, read Proust to me wearing rollerblades, like if that was my thing. Mm. Yeah, you could, for instance, and pay for pay for it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we also mentioned that she was making like a hundred and forty k a month what? doing that. Yeah, what? I know it. I know it. Again, holy I, crap! I, I I get the supply. I don't. I can't believe there's enough demand for that. That it wouldn't work out like other things do, where there'd be so much supply that the value would go way down. But. I hear you. And that could be the case eventually. But John with no H, J-O-N, writes, My girlfriend started her OnlyFans last month and has already made enough money to be able to quit her second job. She's really enjoying the empowerment of it all, and she wants to build her following to do it full time because her page is growing fast. Uh, the only downside is I don't think OnlyFans offers a 401k or a pension fund. I have yet to bring this up because I'm rather enjoying this phase. i got to talk to my wife about this. Oh, don't I, I, say that on the air. What if we made we we made it a tenth of that? It'd be worth it. Yeah, take a couple of pictures, you know, for the for the farm set. You know, we're we're out on a farm. We got the we got a barn and a tractor. Maybe you like uh, blonde women on tractors. And um, uh, I'm not saying a word. And Sean, I recommend you take the same uh, stance. <laughs> we the people on this farm. My mic's broken. I don't, I can't fix it right now. If Keep that, talking, Jack. Mo- Keep talking. If there's that kind of money in that, uh, why not? What I'm not want? saying anything. I'll have to ask her. What do you have? Pigtails and a girl on a tractor. Here you go. Oh, Lord. Armstrong and Getty. Since the pandemic has made it difficult for musicians to perform, a German rock band 
has started holding concerts in their van for just one fan at a time. Yeah, it's a German band uh, named Das Awkward. <laughs> Play the hits. I'd be yelling. Um, we have no hits. <laughs> <laughs> Nazi Germany. No, regular Germany, Michael. <laughs> uh, I, was, I listened to a fascinating podcast yesterday on the history of fascism. Hmm. Um, I went down that rabbit hole for some reason and, and sought out the best thing I could find. And uh, I was about to say you might know this, but maybe you don't. You hear the term fascism thrown around a lot. Don't be bothered if you don't like fully understand what fascism means. Nobody does. Freaking no. nobody. No. This guy compiled everything that's been written about fascism since the term first became available in late 1800s, early 1900s. Um, and it has meant so many different things. As, or- as Orwell said, it has ceased to mean anything. And that GC said that in the 40s. It, 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 it's, it, it, it's practically whatever you want. It's more of a feeling than a thing. But the best uh, description that he could come across is bully. It's just anybody who uses bully tactics to get what they want done. Including the anti-fascists. Antifa is the best example of fascism I've seen in my lifetime. Except for perhaps the fascists of uh, Spain under Franco. Um, WHO team finds China did little to investigate coronavirus origins, according to a report. This is not a report that was out. Somehow, somebody... I hope on purpose, uh, leaked out a WHO report from uh, August, this past August. So this was at the end of the summer, and a report that they had done on August 10th there in the WHO. The Guardian in Great Britain got a chance to look at this, and their own internal reporting that they didn't tell the rest of the world for whatever reason is that China didn't really cooperate at all did no investigating, or at least if they did any investigating, they didn't tell us anything about it. Um, When WHO went over to China to look into this, they had to um, quarantine for a couple of weeks. Then they had these long, drawn-out meetings and agreements that they had to make before they were even allowed to talk to any health officials. And then when they did talk to the health officials, they were not given any documents or written data during the discussions. There were no PowerPoint presentations. There was just nothing. Uh, Why is this not the lead story everywhere on Earth? They were given no information. They met with multiple government ministries, including those in charge of, uh, well, everything, market regulation, agriculture, health, virology. They were given no information about the origins of the coronavirus outbreak in China. And how is this not on the lips of every newscaster and every politician in the world? I I would have to. Wouldn't you almost have to assume that somebody from the WHO leaked this out? That's Probably how the Guardian got it. Yeah, how the Guardian yeah, got to look at it. Mm-hmm. Sh- shouldn't well, not obviously they should. They should have told us that immediately. That should have been a report to the world. Hey, China's not cooperating at all. Why are they keeping it secret? Because China's depositing money in their bank accounts? Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know if it's bribery that direct or the fact be. that the funding of the WHO depends, well, substantially on China, except it doesn't. We fund it. It might be that direct. Uh, so I'm watching this um, series Narco. I talked about it yesterday, about Pablo Escobar. 
It's got these amazing scenes where he goes to these politicians, sometimes or cops or whatever, sometimes straight laced. I mean, like straight people. They were they were dedicated to making Colombia a better place. And he'd say, "I'll put three hundred thousand dollars in your bank account." And they kind of sit there wide eyed for a second, and then they just say, "Okay," <laughs> and they go <laughs> along with him. It's that easy to turn people. And if yeah. China does that with the WHO, maybe a combination of threats and will deposit money in your bank account, they keep their mouth shut. Well, and given the fact that China is aggressively pursuing every route they can to influence uh, third world countries, developing countries, it's absolutely, I mean, it's it, within the realm of uh, imagination. No, it's, it's likely that if you are, you know, a representative of the WHO from one of your kind of second, third tier countries, I, I remember President Trump had a charming term for them. I don't recall what it was, but um, <laughs> second I mean, and third tier countries. <laughs> yes, it's absolutely likely that China says, uh, "Listen, I see your your uncle Harry has a chain of grocery stores. We would like to buy uh, his entire stock for the next six months. Every single item is going to be sold. Your uncle Harry is going to be rolling around in dough, and I'll bet he's willing to share some of it with you. Of course, they're doing that sort of thing." So China didn't cooperate at all. The WHO keeps that a secret from the world. It dates clear back to the beginning of August. That's brutal. That's something. That's the world we live in. As we deal with the worst pandemic in a century on the planet. That's Thanks, really, China. Really amazing. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Do you believe President Trump should be speaking, or former President Trump should be speaking at CPAC this weekend? Yes, he should. Congresswoman Cheney? That's up to CPAC. I've I've been clear in my views about uh, President Trump and and the extent to which following following January 6th, uh, I don't. I don't believe that he should be playing a role in the future of the party or the country. So what just happened there? I don't know if you could hear or not. Here's what was going on. Can we cut that? Thank off? you all very much. Okay. So that's uh, Kevin McCarthy. He's uh, number one in the House Republican, and you got Minority Liz Cheney. leader. Mm-hmm. You got Liz Cheney, who's uh, right underneath him in terms of power, or third. Um, they're both asked the same question: Should Trump be speaking at CPAC? Because he was Trump was invited and he is planning to speak there. Kevin McCarthy immediately, yes, he should. There's video of this. That's why it's so exciting. Liz Cheney is asked, and she says, uh, "I don't believe he should be playing a role in the future of the party or the country." While she's saying that, standing right behind Kevin McCarthy, he's kind of listening. He's got that Kevin McCarthy, uh, everything's fine, smile on his face, and he closes his eyes with his, "Oh, geez, there she goes." <laughs> this is going to be a problem. I mean, you can just read it on his face. His eyes close yeah. right when she says that. Oh, God. Oh, well, no. This is what I'm going to be spending the day on. <laughs> you can just yeah. read it on his face. <laughs> oh, yeah. boy. Oh, boy. Uh, how does this play out? I've heard the death of the Democratic Party, the Republican Party, pronounced too many times the name in my lifetime. But this is a challenge. Uh, it well, it definitely is because the numbers are on Trump's side. The the, the numbers are on McCarthy's side, um, no doubt about it. Uh, do, you, do you suppose they talk about it at all after that? Like when they walked away, or do they just realize there's no common ground? And I know what you're doing, and you know what I'm doing, and we know what's going on here. Yeah, I think it's that. I don't think there's any. Uh... 
mystery between the two of them, what they think and what it means. That's quite a split between your number one and three in the Republican Party. Should Trump be speaking at CPAC? Yes, he should. He shouldn't be a part of the party or the country. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's quite a difference of opinion. And yet when they held that silent, not silent vote, a uh, secret vote the other day, uh, Liz Cheney held on to her job by more than a two to one margin, right? Yeah. Yeah. Among quite the easily. Republican caucus. Although there were, what, 60 that voted to boot her out, but um, it was overwhelmingly she got to keep her job. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. On the other side of the aisle, sort of, uh, BLM, the organization, Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation, remember, founded by avowed Marxists, uh, have revealed their finances for the first time. They say they raised more than $90 million last year. Local chapters are pissed off because they're not getting any of the money, apparently, according to this story. But if you can get a little racial guilt going, and have a clever name like Black Lives Matter, which obviously they do, um, you can raise $90 million from uh, people just straining, crawling over each other to signal their virtue and donating to your uh, your organization, even if they have almost no idea what the organization is. That was interesting. $90 million. Great Scott. Great Scott! In other news, speaking of that sort of thing, I was, uh, I got to admit, this makes me a bad person. Uh, well, there are a lot of things that make me a bad person, but this contributes. I'm somewhat amused by this story um, on the topic of Black Lives Matter and that sort of thing. Then can we get back to talking <laughs> about Tiger Woods' car crash? Because it's I been suppose. a long time since we've talked about Tiger Woods' car crash, and as far as I can tell, that's the only story that matters in the world. I think his leg is still uh, broken. Tiger. Yeah, tight. What's up? What's up, bro? Uh, anyway, protests against police brutality swept across Oakland, California in June. There's lots of violence and craziness and the rest of it. And the city council, which if you're not familiar with the government of Oakland, is just, uh, it, it's as if they're in some sort of woke world tournament. And they're trying to prove that they're the wokest. Well, they set aside almost $2 million for a new program to dispatch counselors and paramedics to mental health crises instead of armed law enforcement officers. Now, there's a lot of good sense behind that idea because coppers will be the first to tell you, look, we're not trained for mental health cases. We get like one afternoon of training. And we really, we don't want to be responding to these cases any more than you want us to be. So it's a decent idea. But the woke, woke Oakland Council empowered an organization uh, to, to, to go over all the, uh, all the other organizations that might provide this service and pick one of them. Pick the, the most likely one. They did. But the Oakland City Council then ignored their recommendation and said, no, they don't have close enough ties to the community. And they picked a second organization, the runner-up, <clears throat> in a unanimous vote. Now, after several days of protest over that rejecting of their own panel's unanimous recommendation in a unanimous vote, they said, all right, we'll have them both do it. Days later, both of those organizations said, this city council is too messed up. The communication isn't working. We don't know what they want. They keep changing it. 
we're both out. So both of those organizations said, we don't want your money. Goodbye, good luck. We're going to go back to doing our own thing. And I think Oakland, California is a great example of unicornian leadership, where it's all ideology and no practicality. They make grand pronouncements. They make pretty speeches. They talk about, you know, well, you know, the whole uh, lexicon of wokeness. But they can't organize a two-car parade. It's an embarrassment. Even if you didn't have that dynamic, it's such a difficult not to untangle. I don't have any idea how you do it. It is tough. First of all, when they're talking about mental health, how often is the mental health issue the person's freaking drunk or high out of their mind at the time you meet with them? That's their mental health issue. How often is that the case? It is It is sometimes. How would you tell the difference, though? How, how the hell would you know the difference when you arrive if this person's just stoned out of their mind or has a mental health issue? Right. So you Which is de- why determine that to start with. Right, which is why the cops often say, hey, are you on something? Are you taking something? They're trying to figure that out. Right. God, there was a yeah. guy in the parking lot the other day outside the Jamba Juice screaming and ranting and yelling and he, stuff like that, and I thought, he's either completely nuts or high on crack or a combination of the two. I don't have either any idea. What are you gonna, where are you going to put him for how long? Right. And then, right. And then what? And then what? Yeah. I mean, I think about, I always use this example. I think about my own son and the issues that he's having. If he is having one of his meltdowns and, you know, he's an adult in this scenario, he's having one of his meltdowns and the police show up, what are they going to do? I've been working on this every day for years, every day, with uh, uh, money and therapists and doctors. I got paperwork to fill out today. I'm trying to figure this out. What are you going to do? I mean, if I can't figure it out when I'm dedicating my whole life to it, how are you going to figure it out? Right. And that's what makes those situations so volatile and dangerous. So, again, I'm not poo-pooing the effort. No, it's it's not easy. I think this is a great example of, and this is, we're getting kind of broad here, but hang with me. The... We've been discussing for a long time, along with James Lindsay and Helen Pluckrose and a lot of people, this the crazy notion that whiteness includes logic. Whiteness includes being punctual. Whiteness includes 2 plus 2 is 4. Whiteness includes, um, what are some of the other things they always, uh, I guess I said punctuality again. Uh, You know, moving from one step to the other to the other. That's whiteness. It's only the, the, the white supremacy that demands that of people. And it, to me, you know, I hate to even answer some of these arguments because it's just Marxists trying to get control of society. But the idea that logic or, or the scientific method or mathematics being deliberate and systematic in analyzing, say, the need for mental health help in your community, the idea that that's whiteness and, and people whose skin is a little darker either can't or shouldn't engage in that that's how you get oakland that's how you get the oakland situation who's ever the most adamant and angry they win the day even if they didn't bring any evidence to it to the discussion even if they can't explain to you why their idea is better than yours if their life experience is that well we shouldn't go with the unanimously recommended organization we should go to the other one because i don't know whatever crazy ass reason that's it's just the, the the attributes we're talking about, ability to apply logic and the scientific method, data, mathematics, listening to everybody's point of view, and then testing it against logic, 
that's not whiteness. That's civilization. And there are plenty of great civilizations run by people who don't look like me. They do a hell of a nice job, and, and they're, better, they're better and smarter than I am. And it's got nothing to do with whiteness. And you've got this, this point of view that's, that's advocating, I, I don't even know how to describe it, chaos emotionalism. Rejecting science. You people are out of your minds. Uh, breaking news. A federal judge has just extended the block on the Biden administration's attempt to pause deportations. So Biden said, no more deportations. And a judge said, you can't do that. And they have extended that. Um, pretty good feature on the news yesterday on uh, Fox about the whole kids in cages policy of the Trump oh, administration. They're right. doing exactly the same thing now because just what else are you going to do with all these kids that come across the border? Um, putting them in the same sort of detention camps and holding on to them because what are you going to do? Um, Literally the same yeah, facilities. Yeah, the exact same facilities. So that's a complicated issue, but not handled the same way by the press, obviously. Yeah, where's, where's that side-by-side of the headlines that was so good? I have it around here somewhere, but well, maybe we'll bring that to you when we come back. Yeah, and what is clearly, as I'm watching Twitter unfold, the raw political story of the day is the Kevin McCarthy, um, Liz Cheney, uh, difference of opinion there. That is going to be the story of the day. Oh, uh, oh, oh. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to turn out. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We were just discussing. I teased something I was going to talk about here, and having a senior moment, I don't remember what it was. Uh, Let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, I do, I, I absolutely, uh, following the Twitter, the, um, the political story of the day for just raw politics is this. Should Donald Trump speak at CPAC, which is a big, you know, one of your core Republican gatherings? Kevin McCarthy says, absolutely. Liz Cheney says, Donald Trump should have no role in the future of the GOP or the country. That's Hmm. a pretty definitive statement. And I guarantee you, um, Kevin McCarthy is going to be asked to go on Sean Hannity tonight or whatever those shows... And they're going to be talking about Liz Cheney needs to resign and all that sort of stuff. That's that's quite a divide in one of the two big parties. Yeah, and I have a feeling it's not over. They had that big vote behind closed doors in the Republican caucus, kept Liz in her job, the number three job in the Republican Party in the House, uh, by a two-to-one margin or so. But, you know, if she continues to uh, you know be loud and proud in anti-Trump, they might reconsider. Well, I admire her her, her willingness to say what she believes. I think she's perfectly comfortable with, hey, if it looks like the Republican Party is going to continue to be the Trump Party, you probably should get rid of me, mm-hmm. and I probably shouldn't be here because I'm not the right person. And that's, yeah. that's a legitimate argument is that, look, if um, if high percentages of the Republican Party want Trump to be have a role in it, well, then she probably shouldn't be part of the leadership of that party. And fair enough. I yeah. appreciate somebody actually saying what they think and... and her uh, state and her principles. You know, you might agree with her. You might vehemently disagree with her, but at least she's willing to stand up and say, no, this is what I believe. I understand I'm in the minority. 
We need more of that. And the other important breaking news is volleyball volleyball stars will be allowed to wear bikinis at the upcoming Qatar tournament. I mentioned yesterday that the Germans had said they were going to boycott the volleyball tournament in Qatar because of their strict Muslim belief that women shouldn't be wearing bikinis when they play volleyball. Is that in the Quran? Mm. <laughs> um, uh, but apparently they backed Indirectly. down. Apparently they backed down one of the. Oh, if you're not going to come, nobody's going to watch. Well, I guess you can wear bikinis. That's how strictly they uh, uh, adhered to that particular rule. Apparently, lasted a yeah, whole day. It's a little uh, as is convenient ish. Dirk the German frequent uh, correspondent suggested that, that well they found out that they couldn't have beer or pork and so they were out anyway as Germans. You got to have your Wiener Schnitzel. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> So, yeah, here's your side-by-side in the Washington Post. Kids in cages. And then another headline. This is during the Trump administration. Kids in cages. It's true that Obama built the cages at the border, but Trump's zero-tolerance immigration policy had no precedent. Just trying as hard as they can to condemn Trump. Then, using the same facilities, first migrant facility for children opens under Biden. And it's the same facility. Now they they I'm reading this article this post this uh this uh, editorial in the Washington Post explaining how that's not hypocrisy they're different it's a different time different numbers of kids different policies and I'm reading the whole thing and thinking you are really really working hard you are using the finest point little pencil you can find to draw distinctions between these two policies and they also, they finally admit that the kids in cages, well, they were, it's protective fencing. It was trying to protect the kids from any adults who they didn't know. They wanted the kids separate from the adults in the facility. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's not like it's a, a big breakthrough to point out that uh, the media is uh, full of hypocrites and, and, and left-wing spinners, but it's literally the same little sheds they're using. What's the name of the break that Tiger Woods has in his legs? Uh, hang on a second. I'll go over here. It's way beyond a compound fracture. Comminuted open fracture. That means your your bone is in multiple pieces and it's sticking out. We got a yikes. We got a uh, probably six texts from people who have had that, and then descriptions of what they did: fell down the stairs, rolled over their quad, <gasps> whatever they caused to have that happen. But they say it takes quite a while to get over it. Admit me, chorus to this history, who, prologue-like, your humble patients pray, gently to hear, kindly to judge, the final thoughts of Armstrong and Getty. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. That was classy. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. He's pressing the buttons in the control room. Our technical director, Michelangelo. Michael? Yeah, I've been doing a good job uh, not eating snack foods and staying away from the vending machine. But then today they put in white cheddar popcorn, and I love that stuff. So uh, I I fell off the wagon today. That's a good corn there, the white cheddar. It's one of my faves. Positive Sean's our producer. Final thought, Sean? Yeah, in my neck of the woods, it's uh, it's looking to be a good day. I think I'm going to figure out a way to not spend the day in my apartment today. I, 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 you're going to get a little vitamin D, get some sunshine on the face, and stretch out the legs a little there bit There you go. Good man. It's a great idea for young and old. You're an Jack. avid endorsement is your thing. Yeah, typically, yeah. Final thought for you, Jack? Uh, yes. God dang it. What's wrong with my, my mental acuity today? Got my final thought ready to go, and it flits out of my head. You're probably preoccupied. You got stuff on your mind. Don't think I am. Maybe I am. 
Maybe that's my final thought. I'm preoccupied. My final thought is my dog has lost his mind. All of a sudden, he's afraid of the uh, the the heat and like cold registers. We have some in our ceiling and some in our floor. When the floor ones are blowing, he's afraid of it now. Mm. And I'd never noticed it before. The other day, he wouldn't follow me down the hallway because the thing was blowing. And I thought, is there a bear down there? He smells a bear or there's a tiger or something, but there are no bears. I hope there's no bear in your basement. That'd be terrible. Well, yeah. Um, I remembered what my final thought was. Thanks to all the people that texted their news source. I was looking for what do you listen to or watch for news every single day. Because my news sources yesterday went all Tiger Woods. And I thought, where do you get news in the modern world? Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have all sorts of links to the good stuff we talked about. You can email us mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com if there's something we ought to be talking about. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless America. I eat nine gin-soaked golden raisins. (laughs) That is the climax of foolishness. This is beyond dumb. Can we uh, get out of here, please? You're not making them laugh, but you're bringing us together. Oh, I'll cease now. I'm gonna call my lawyer. Gonna. I will not make that happen. This is... uh... A bad mistake. This is it. Come on now. That's the fact, Jack. And I beat the coronavirus. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. Biatches. Armstrong and Getty.